Do you want to talk about how you're feeling right now? Oh, so many questions. What does this mean? What do I do? <laughs> Go on! Tell them what you think! I liked it. I think your calculations may have been off. I think it's all right. I just have a lot of feelings. This pleases me. These are perfectly normal feelings. Do you even know what you sound like when you talk like that? Now, shall we begin? You think you're some real cowboys, huh? Captain America and Iron Man, huh? You know what this is? Two episodes, unedited, 500 downloads worth. You think I like this microphone, man? You think I like this pop filter? My wife wants me to cast about real estate. I've been working this podcast for two years. Two years! And now I finally get them to play the segments that I want so I can see who their listeners are. Yeah, and then you two cowboys show up. All I want to know is, how are they getting downloads in the politics category when they're clearly labeled comedy and movies? How do you figure that, you fucking jerks? Nice tattoo, Nathan. (laughs) Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh, this is uh, the Reels Feels podcast. I am uh, Agent Nathan. I am an FBI <laughs> agent. It's true. And they call me Jack, but it's it's short for Jehoshaphat. <laughs> Jack Hosaphat. And if you haven't already told uh, yourself, <laughs> um, we are doing Point Break 1990. Oh. Point Break. This movie uh, was is our um, heist film. Well, my heist film. And um, the reason why I picked this film is because, one, I love it. Mm-hmm. It is a, a staple in uh, the Nathan archives. I visit it regularly. Uh, as, not as often as I, I used to, but definitely enough. Drew, you had never... This is your first watch of Point Break. All right. Let the, let the shame wash over. <laughs> you are. You have risen from this. <laughs> you have been baptized you know, by the Point Break. Dr. Doolittle. Good. <laughs> Paul Blart. Seen it. Point Break. Nothing. Drew says, I got nothing for you there, buddy. <laughs> this is a Keanu Reeves staple, man. Yeah, but okay, yeah. So I, I finally, I finally have seen it. And and you know what? I liked it. I liked it. All right, good. And after a uh, after a third watch through, I, I can concur when we were talking a little earlier. It is a perfect background movie. It's not. It's like a chili dog. It's not good for you. It's very hard to fuck <laughs> Ooh, up a chili dog. Y- seriously. And every time you have a chili dog, you're like. Mm. I could maybe have two chili dogs. have <laughs> two. And with some cheese on it. Yeah, some nacho cheese. Some raw cares? onion, mustard. Yeah. Because yeah. mm. you can doll it up a little bit, but it's still a chili mm. dog. But it's, I mean, it's Catherine Bigelow. Uh, she did one of mm-hmm. my favorites, uh, The Hurt Locker. I love that movie. Mm. I go yeah. back to it often. So, I mean, it's it's a well-crafted chili dog with some very, <laughs> very funky ingredients in it. Yeah. It gets a little cheesy and a little unbelievable at times but overall you have, to, uh, you have to question why you ate it sometimes why you watched it that comes later on when you're when you're shitting it out you're like <laughs> oh why did i why did i spend six hours re- watching oh, point break dead presidents oh there goes nixon <laughs> but without further ado a quick trailer roll it it's the ultimate rush there's nothing that comes close to it not even sex. We are the ex-presidents. It's total commitment. It's a real 
real thin line between life and death. I'm not a cook. It's not tragic to die doing what you love. If you want the ultimate, you gotta be willing to pay the ultimate price. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, and please don't forget to vote. You want to nail the bank robbers and be a big hero? Definitely. The ex-presidents are surfers. You're trying to tell me the FBI is going to pay me to learn to surf. Fear causes hesitation. And hesitation will cause your worst fears to come true. He'll take you to the edge. Past it. This is going to be a great day, Johnny. I think taxpayers would like it, Utah, if they knew that they were paying a federal agent to surf and pick up girls. Babes. Big one. The correct term is babe, sir. Whoa! Adios, amigo! One hundred percent pure adrenaline. Does either one of you have anything even remotely interesting to tell me? Caught my first tube this morning, sir. I am an FBI agent, Brody. In the wild, yeah. This movie is full of quotes. Saved your life, bro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now I'm gonna go get two bricks. <laughs> It's discount uh, Kirsten Stewart in the uh, surf shop. Oh, yeah. Surfing will change your life. Died of an overdose. That kid? Yeah. Oh, God. He was in other things, too. Was that it? same That same era. He, he yeah. looked like an amalgamation of, like, Macaulay Culkin's brother and Kirsten Stewart. He almost looked like the kid from uh, T2, uh, Edward Furlong. Yes. Just a little uh, bit there. Yes, 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 yes. A yes. little bit there. Yeah. And this movie is sort of in a little bit of a... A mini pantheon of this era, sort of that late century, 90s, extreme sports action films like Cliffhanger, Passenger 57, yeah. and then Point Break, where they try to dovetail skydiving and mountain climbing and, and surfing into these these action film genres. And it, it draws from the comedy of the 90s, like Out Cold, you know, these sports type, like, oh... You know, these young adults, they like, you know, their uh, their extreme sports, but they also, ooh, let's throw in some F-words and some bank <laughs> robberies and some presidents they may or may not know about. We'll educate them, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> even, even certain films like from the late 80s, you have things like Gleaming the Cube, where it was definitely like a trendsetter towards like, we're going to we got to have sports everywhere, but we're going to add guns. And a little bit of cursing, possibly some cover-up changing, it's, it's some and some tasteful side boob. Yes, mm. I was just I was mm. just about to say a hint of sex, but enough side boob to keep us under that rating. So the the very voluptuous woman who answers the door when they go to bust Anthony Kiedis's drug den, I think she was. It, it said in the like the, the trivia that I read that she was a famous music video model. Oh, uh, so if you think you're like, hmm, I. I've seen this girl before. <laughs> you probably have. It has a lot of cameos. Anthony Kiedis is the you know the bad red one hot the bad, chili peppers. Yeah, the red hot chili peppers is one of the bad 
you know, drug surf gangs. It's got uh, Tom Sizemore, Sizemore? Mm-hmm. delivering uh, that uh, opening speech that I just uh, re- reiterated. <laughs> uh, was it Dr. Cox? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, John C. McGinley. John C. McGinley, yep. who I think really the only thing I had seen him in from that era was Platoon. I can't really know. Rock? The Rock? All oh, the rock, but yeah, that, uh, that comes a little, comes a little bit later. Slightly, right? slightly, later. slightly later, the rock. Yeah, I love the rock. Yeah, John C. McGinley just plays like the cliche, kind of quintessential '90s era cop movie, like angry boss that always has to be yelling at you, and you know. Pretty close to firing you in about 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah. The, the young, dumb, and full of cum line. I think everybody <laughs> who sees this movie at this point, they just groan as soon as that comes out. It, it, that part does not age as well. But he still has, like, the aggressive, like, gum-chewing, like, <laughs> get out of here. He's chewing the gum and chewing your face off at the same time. Yeah. I like it. It's it's a great film. Um, I think the, the casting for it was pretty spot on, especially Gary Busey. <laughs> Come on, Gary Come on, Busey the and his co-star Gary Busey's mouth. <laughs> it's just I all, fired my just gun all nineteen the times in, in the line of duty. I don't know what getting bricks. I was taking shrapnel and dying, <laughs> but we were crapping in your hands and smearing it all over your face. <laughs> you mad? Well, yeah, I'm mad. <laughs> there was an interview with him on TMZ where he wrote his book and he was talking about you know point break and and anything like that and you know as they were leaving he went on this random rant where he's like I'll be at the Barnes and Noble and I'll be signing my book what you know what you should get two get two you should buy two <laughs> Busey's out of I mean, control. He was, you could see it. He's just on the verge of going full Busey, going full which he crazy. did in the following years, but he still sort of has it together for this movie. What, that and, uh, it was right. R- rookie of the Year. Those are the two that, these, this and Rookie of the Year are the two that I, those are my fond memories of Busey. One of my favorite movies from the same era of Point Break, and it's a guilty pleasure. We watched it last Christmas, is Under Siege. Yes. And uh, Busey plays like the best. <laughs> Bad XO. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, that's a great. Under great Siege 2, though. No, no, we don't Ooh, talk about we it. Don't. No. Yeah, no. We did it on a ship. Now let's do it on, on a train. train. Oh, oh, here comes Steven Seagal. Knife hands. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, th- this is definitely a couple of years He's after just he, a cook. he had had his, you know, motorcycle accident, you know, cracked open his head and, you know, soon recovered. It, it's almost like some of the things that he sang and the way he's acting should have been a cry for help. It, I sort of he's think Rick he, he, from Rick and Morty just wobble up a dub dub. Like he is telling us that he is in tons of pain and please kill him. I, I think Busey has always been like this, and he just uses the motorcycle accident to as as a reason why he's self actualizing his batshit crazy. A live action Rick and Morty with Gary Busey as Rick. That would. Be, would it be too close to home? Would I mean, be- he definitely has like the alcoholism factor yeah. going on, <laughs> like know. sweating and red faced, <laughs> the, the <laughs> eye that's slowly drifting. <laughs> I think Gary Mo- Busey, Marty, <laughs> oh no, Marty, uh, oh, Marty, and Elijah Wood is Marty. Oh, oh Jesus, oh, Rick. He's, he's, uh, Elijah Wood's getting to that. Well, Elijah Wood's is. damn near fifty, and we're still like, hey, he's twenty five. Yeah, he's, he's, he's young. <laughs> he's Frodo. He is forever stuck in the time. He is so timeless. Elijah Wood it. is uh, forever Frodo, and the little kid from uh, the Back good, to the Future? The good, no, The Good Son. 
Oh, okay. With Macaulay yes. Culkin. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. But Elijah Wood's going to go from from A to B real quick where he has like the innocent blue eyes and then he has like the creepy old man eyes at the same time. Like all he sees are dead people at this point and just like, Ugh. Okay, okay. There's a movie where he plays a serial killer called Since Maniac. It, oh, and it's, it's very creepy for him because it's almost, it's not even like the idea where he's just, you know, maliciously going out and killing people. It's, he's like stalking them. But then he, you know, he goes to the door and the girl isn't exactly done like closing the door but she turns around and sees him and he's all like don't scream you're so beautiful and she plays like weirdo in Sin City. You want to get a girl to scream. <laughs> yeah, that's how you go about that's it. How you do. He plays a weirdo in Sin City, too. Is it Sin City or the, well, the he sequel? Was, he was the it's only colorized character in yeah. Uh, yeah. And he's all silent about it. So, I mean, even with that, it's all, you know. Uh, a little known movie that I really like that he was in Green Street Hooligans. Yes. We've talked. Yes. Mm. So good. But uh, we digress. We digress. Uh, back to us. Johnny <laughs> fucking Utah. <laughs> Blue Quarterback Ohio State. That's how I lost my shot <laughs> Keanu Reeves was born for this and his first action film he does it great I think was now did would you did he do Dracula before after this Bram Stoker's, Bram Stoker's Dracula where, where he basically it. played it's Johnny Utah but I want to say it was after I think it would have to be after but same like thing with his you know uh, with his role in uh, Much Ado About Nothing yeah <laughs> He just delivers his lines. It's so him. It's a very unpolished Keanu. I think it, right now yeah. we've got we've got the 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 Keanu or Renaissance you know, with with John Wick and like he can do no wrong at this point. Mm. Uh, John Wick three but, wasn't phenomenal. No, but, but but one was exactly two. Eh, judgment and call. His personality has so much of this like weird hype train of Keanu Reeves is awesome and I love him it's just but you're right he can do no wrong at this point Mm -hmm. if he left right now and stopped doing films he would retire as just this like going out going out on top with John Wick but now he can Uh, at least deliver his lines without sounding like a surf bro in every movie because I mean he did he did Bill and Ted's one and two and then he did Bram Stoker's which again same delivery so I don't was, even think he tried with an accent. And they're really. doing a sequel to Bill and Ted's. I, they, they are. Yeah, they're they doing. Are. Yeah, they're doing a sequel. Dracula was one year later, 1992. Yeah. So I mean, Sir Johnny Utah <laughs> going out there, going after Gary Oldman. Yeah. I, I, and I love that movie. It's got its bad points, but it's got some really good folks in it. Yeah. And Swayze in this playing the bad guy, but not too bad. Almost like a likable bad guy. Yeah, because he's still Patrick Swayze. Because he's, he's, he's not doing oh, exactly. Booty. That's booty. <laughs> <laughs> he's still doing roundhouse kicks uh, from Roadhouse. He's, yeah. But his uh, fighting in this was so Roadhouse. Just I'm, like, ra- I'm like, is this the double deuce or is this the ocean? What's going on? <laughs> it's where like uh, Keanu Reeves, like he's doing Doing like some regular fighting, and Patrick Swayze comes in. He's like, "Kia!" <laughs> Ripping throat, pressing kick. <laughs> well, I mean, he felt exactly at home. I mean, the jeans aren't exactly you know as tight as they should be. The wetsuit is almost a good you know double. It's where so. you find yourself and you lose yourself. <laughs> what the hell does that mean? I got my body condom on so I don't infect you with my greatness. He uh, he blew out his knee. Um, he, he did blow out his knee it, during the uh, the filming with the the football. football the football practice on the beach. He wasn't the football player. I like how that's the intro to to Johnny Utah's back, like most of his backstory to the rest of the people. It's like he he knocks, he takes he takes him the fuck out, and he's like, "Oh no, it's okay." 
quarterback, Ohio State. This was this all was right. The Ohio State University. Buck oh my gosh, that's, yeah. that's you. Yeah, I remember you. I like, mean, <laughs> was there no introduction before this football game happened? No, nope. like they just split teams, let them play. You know, get angry. Like the fuck, man, that was out of line. No, it's okay. This is Johnny Utah. Johnny Utah, number 71? I totally remember you now. <laughs> but if you're wondering at home why that scene feels so comfortable, it's the same beach that the soccer slash uh, beach party scene bonfire was shot at in Karate Kid, the original Karate Kid. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. That's so a, if you were a waiting, famous. If you were waiting for the, there uh, was the, a lot the of ominous, the ominous uh, dirt bikes to come careening down. <laughs> Uh, that was that was the same beach where, where yeah. Ralph Macchio is just antagonizing everybody. Yeah. But but the the premise of we've got to get hair samples and do like oh the police God. lab testing, and I love the graphics like oh selenium. Mercury, oh, these surfers all, all it's like Good. a, it's like a dig on California. It's like, they'll surf in shit water. Like, we just got to find what shit water they're surfing in. They, yeah. Find where they have sex wax. Well, yeah. The, the montage where they're going and like, you know, <laughs> collecting like hair. hair and, oh, I saved your life, yeah. dude. I do love the guy. He's like, he cut my hair. It's okay, man. He's a narc. He's not going to bust us. He's not a but narc. He, <laughs> but he cut my hair. Yeah, that is one of the weaker parts. <laughs> My wife wants a wig. <laughs> the kind of the false raid. Like, oops, that wasn't the guys we were looking for. And he shows up late to his own fucking raid. Because <laughs> he's having sex. Because he mean- had to He had to have, like, you know, the, the poise coital, like, sleep and then wake up far too late and then have an extended long, his, like, goodbye his, kiss. His, no, he had to ha- also have his epiphany of <laughs> seeing the group surfing together when he's like, oh, it's them. Oh, I've got a, a meeting. Oh my god, it's an oh my bust! Oh no! I'm sorry, but why are they all like p- basically damn near positioned waiting for him? Like, I don't, if no one, if, if, the, if not everyone has shown up, everyone's sitting in your car, right. like, you don't roll out of the station until, until everyone's there. You well, don't just get, well, well, we'll meet him there for I, sure. I did think it was interesting that those guys were already like poised, guns around, ready, oh, guns ready around the house, going like, oh, nice of you to show up. This asshole, I swear to God. And then <laughs> Busey is out in the fucking open getting a mic put on him <laughs> doing the dog stick come on scooby scooby hey come here scooby. see my little dog scooby hey, i, I, think my dog. Your house. No, I thought he got caught in my incisor hero or hero i floss it wasn't scooby and the fact that they don't cross-reference with any other departments at all about, hey, do you possibly know anyone that could possibly be related to these and people? The that- guy mowing his lawn next door is enough to throw a wrench in the entire plan because <laughs> they can't, can't hear the radio over the fucking lawnmower. <laughs> the house isn't that big. Why didn't he just go around? I mean, or like poke his head around or anything like that with the raid going completely wrong. And then I love John C. McGinley just going like, yeah, kind of kind of hard to make sure that you don't in, you know, infringe on someone else's uh, job, is it? It's not that hard. I'm thinking you fucking knew you fucking knew and you were so done, which that's pretty you know messed what? up. If I wouldn't know. put it past him. And if it, if that's the case, I mean, that's just my theory. I think that'd be pretty funny. I don't know about you guys, but I want the sort of job security that Gary Busey and Keanu Reeves have because <laughs> they are just going out on limbs. They're doing shit just to piss off their boss. There's kind of a lack of like accountability it's like these no 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 no, no. he's surfing on his own time they said and even, covering and their caseload but that's they, they they punch him out yeah. at one point like Garrett, well i mean there's nothing to say he that brings Garrett. his fucking surfboard into the <laughs> office i don't he get can't that. leave it in his car well because all the doors won't lock <laughs> 
rent a fucking storage unit or just put it i guess like set it by the lockers or something like you don't have to carry it through the whole That's fucking true. department he, like, you know what? Well, he has probably, a desk there's yeah probably, there's probably like a steve or a melvin up at the front desk and like hey can i melvin this in the jenner's closet <laughs> like no you know, like, let's fucking take it up the elevator and fucking just walk it through the office <laughs> could you imagine putting it in the elevator it's like we need to go up oh sorry sorry there's no more room yeah, I know. And, <laughs> and, the next one. and that whole thing was like, Keanu, save some pussy for the rest of us here. Like, we're just yeah. trying to get on our lives. Like, you don't need to bring the surfboard in everywhere you go. Like, he's at like a pharmacy getting some cough drops and he's got the surfboard under his arm. Uh, I'm a surfer. <laughs> it's been, it's been two days and he's like, all of a sudden, one, they do a very, very quick training montage of like people kind of snickering at them. Like, have they never seen someone practicing how to surf? Like, I'm either going to learn how to surf or, or I'm going <laughs> to break my neck. <laughs> or you can help me or not. Like, oh, well, you, you lost your pants too. Fried shrimp. You're hot to go. Yeah. Fuck off. Here's your fried shrimp. Directed by Capum. Don't Brigg- you <laughs> Capum <Brigg-Low. laughs> I love when he walks in. She's like, what are you doing here? Why do you keep coming around? And we're thinking as the audience, this is the first we've seen. Yeah. And this is the it, first we've seen of her, him actually showing up to where you work. Calm down. Well, plus the premise of his is easily destroyable had it taken place 10 years later when the internet uh, was freely available. <laughs> My name is Johnny Utah. Yeah, so, oh, so you're... You're a lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm a lawyer. Like, he goes in there with his real fucking name and just makes some shit up where Bodhi could be sitting there, uh, uh, you know, before <laughs> his nights and be like, oh, Johnny no, Utah. Oh, here's here's Facebook pictures of Johnny Utah. <laughs> nice. FBI, you're at the FBI Academy. FBI training montage when he, when he dramatically <laughs> is chewing gum beforehand in the pouring rain. <laughs> Before he leaps and rolls around shooting targets. Yeah. Perfect, Utah. Good job. <laughs> like always. I don't know why you keep coming down here just to show off. You're so good. I'm in the top 2% at Quantico. <laughs> Did you see some guys that ran by? <laughs> he stole they my stole radio. My, they stole like, my radio on my car. He's chasing a kid saying, kid stole my radio, and he's got his revolver out. And none of them are, like, flinching at it. They're all like, yeah, no, no, you might want to... Go check these four guys down here that we just, you know, totally took their, you know, took the time to kick their asses. Uh, I hope you get him. He's like, oh, yeah, you will. Nothing. Holding a gun. No one's flinching at anything. It's like it's a commonality on the beach. Ugh. The same scene prior when he gets out of the water after getting his face punched and his his uh, ankle line cut. And he gets on the radio, but he's like kind of drying the ra- his hair off. But you can see the antenna from the radio like sticking up over. He's like, oh, I think I'm really on to him here. Like, come on, man. And Angelo is the worst. I mean, the absolute worst. <laughs> Stakeout or like surveillance guy You better not ever. be getting any babes. They didn't even <laughs> have to bust them. They just had to call the California Highway Patrol for their drive home when they're driving like fucking madmen. But like, literally, yeah, yeah, like, there's no cop that's like arresting them as they're just swerving yeah, they're in like, and out. Like, damn near, like, uh, uh, forcing people Jeep. off the road. <laughs> no seatbelt. But I don't like how Angelo is just like reading the newspaper during like, when there's the stakeout. He's just like, oh, this is just so funny. Oh my gosh. Like, uh-huh. like, oh, wait, <laughs> Look, I have a job to do. Like, uh, I don't know. It, I think the most Angela's effort rough. that I saw 
Gary Busey do in this entire movie. Not even like chasing, you know, everybody down. It was him literally leaping on the desk and doing the surfing the surf. pose. Yeah. Pizza. While, while for breakfast. <laughs> oh, no. When he jumps in the, in the pool. When he jumps in the pool. And he like okay. calabungas it. I guess. Wah! Yeah, I it guess does the he, like, yeah. like Michelangelo like from the Ninja Turtles. Like. <laughs> two, two bricks coming up. This was, I think, for me, one of the first movies that did the robbery mass that I was like, Oh, that's so badass. They're like in uniform. Like, so when the, when the town came out, I was mm-hmm. like, mm, yeah, they're trying to make point break too. I swear. So, so not a segment, just, just off the cuff. So if you had a gang of guys that were robbing banks for what, what would your, yeah, sure. What would, what would the masks have been for your gang? Ninja Turtles. Come back to me. I gotta, I gotta think for a minute. Okay. Jack. Hmm. That was so good. I but was that's why there's four of us. I want to like, mine. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> Masters of the universe. Ooh, mm. we, got a, we got a Skeletor. We got a He Man. We got a Shiro. We got a we got a fucking Orco. We got a Man at Arms. Okay, yeah. Okay. I take I do that. You know what? And we'd call ourselves the Masters of the fucking universe, or the Masters of the Bankiverse. I don't know. No. Well, I don't know. But anyway, would before we left, I would hold up my bag of money and just go, "I have <laughs> the power." <laughs> Fuck you! And then just walk out. Uh, let's go the uh, let's go the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Whoa. Okay. Uh, it's just the masks, and not the rest of the outfit. I was gonna say, <laughs> <laughs> like with the like the halter and the, the fish. Let's do the, the bank, bank robbery again. Dude. <laughs> Um, <laughs> the, the I'm like, a bank robber. <laughs> uh, baby, I'm Tim Curry. Right. I'm gonna rob this fucking bank. <laughs> oh, true. Don't give us the dot packet, baby. Oh. Okay, the the fouled up, you know, raid. I want to know how those two women did not die from initial gunshots that were right at their, in, you know, direction. The girl at the door, when he started firing, bullets, like, started exploding from the door in front of her. So, I don't know how she didn't die from gunshots. No. And the girl in the shower. Near misses, near misses. The girl in the shower, like, it was oh, straight it, on. And, like, she, like <laughs> multiple shots from, like, yeah, that right. was. Right. But she gets those, enough to those like. Those tits are bulletproof. Yeah. <laughs> and she's got some moves when she, she comes out right. and kicks the crap kicks out of him. Kicks the crap out of him and then grabs a knife and stabs the other guy twice <laughs> in the back. Yeah. Oh, the meth horse got me. Ah! <laughs> but then she takes one blow to like a door frame and she's down. Uh, I, I do love the, uh, the guy from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. He shoots himself in the foot. Well, he couldn't make it for any of the, the, like, the fight choreography training, so they had him that. knocked the fuck out or just taken out easily on each scene because he didn't wasn't able to make it for any of the training. The but that's a record. really cool like little movie behind the scenes, kind of like well, listen, because I, you don't, I don't make it to the day. I don't have time to train you on like how to actually like fight, so you're just gonna get knocked out real quick. Like, nah, that'd be a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> We're just gonna fuck you up. <laughs> No, we can't train you. No time for safety. Yeah. <laughs> just fall to the floor. And hold your nose like you just got, you know, bloody nose. There you go. Oh, it's so believable. So have you guys ever been to a party where they decide to go for a night swim in the middle of it? Not a night swim. A night swim? Yes. Or a night surf. Night surf. A night no. surf. A night rafting trip. A midnight run. Oh. Yes. Mm. Quite fun. Interesting. But it's when it's a when it's a bunch of raft guides, it's not we didn't raft culture. Get wet bro. Yeah. <laughs> High side. I'll see you down the river. Uh so yeah, that's uh that's our point break is rapids. <laughs> Never ending point breaks. Have you ever seen the white water in the moonlight? <laughs> 
It's the place where you lose yourself and you find yourself. Well, watch out for the rocks. Seriously. Yeah, they'll, seriously. Fuck you up. They, yeah, they'll, fuck, they'll fuck you up. Strainers on the sides, real thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, Is that why so many people have died on the Kern River? Uh, it's one of the... That and because... That and people don't read. <laughs> yeah. When they swim, like, right above like class five five Currents? plus rapids so it's like yay this is all calm and then all of a sudden they're like man i'm <laughs> i'm starting to go down some treacherous water up oh, i'm in a death pool cool i'm done <laughs> oh those rocks they're just they're tenderizers it's gonna be like a nice massage wow anyways uh <laughs> give me two give me two <laughs> but it, it is the most 90s premise of a surf gang that robs during the summer so they can go surf year-round. They're not greedy, at least yeah, oh, yeah. initially. It's it's a little, um, well, not, well, like, I guess Bonnie and Clyde-ish, like, they're man of the people, you know, like, oh, they- This money's insured! Don't worry, it's not worth lo- losing your life over! You know, right. o- okay, cool, and I get n- it. It's not exactly like a Robin Hood style. They only steal enough for, you know, the fact that they can live off whatever they have. Um, They're living pretty high on the hog if they're taking what they're taking, <laughs> robbing multiple banks in the year right. and then going like what but i mean but how I mean, much are you spending it's so they don't have to work all they do is either like surf or party all right so I mean, and it's just everything money's for nothing chicks for free that's why how much did you say <laughs> did he say how many bank robberies in three years 27 yeah that's i mean i mean it's still like i mean it's nine banks a year i mean that's that's pretty high and i, I guess because they're because they're not taking from the vault so they are only taking right. the pay. So, so they're probably getting a couple thousand dollars uh, probably a little bit more than just a couple. Like oh, I'm twenty thousand dollars, maybe. And, and I'm sure banks. You know, I don't what, know what 1991 money was. You well, know you'll know the you'll know when you see it true. They stick together. They're a unit. I think they're surfers. Nancy's calling. <laughs> well, that was the best Busey thing I've ever done. That was great. Uh, Cabana wax. <laughs> no, that wasn't good. I wish that they had thrown in that Busey has like a uh, an angry housewife that keeps calling him, and, and you just hear like that. Let's go do this. <laughs> Come on, blue light or blue flame. Uh, right back. It's <laughs> goddamn cook. <laughs> the cook? <laughs> also a heist movie. Uh, yes. yes. <laughs> they, they steal the tomahawks and the nuclear weapons. Well, I mean, technically, The Rock is a heist film. They take over Alcatraz and hold them hostage. Like, we're, there's there's limits to heist movies, Jack. I can't just love Godspeed. <laughs> God, do you know the nomenclature of your name? It means Godspeed. 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 You, Carla was the prom queen. Do you know the Rocket Man? <laughs> Where is Cole? No, I'm not the, the prom, prom queen. queen. Well, that's you. You're the Rocket Man. Yeah. <laughs> oh. My favorite part of the entire movie is when he sticks it in his mouth and he slams it shut. That's the best part of that movie. I enjoyed the chase scene in this. Yes. Oh, in this one? In this movie? Yeah. Yeah. Even the gap. Like, okay. So let's, let's dive into this whole chase scene if we can. For Swayze to, to see the now blown cover of Utah, which has already been blown because he's already said his name. My name's Johnny Utah. And that happened pretty quickly. Pretty quick. Freeze. Freeze. <laughs> oh, hey, it's Johnny Utah with a gun, and he's obviously a cop. And then Swayze's like, no, don't shoot. Like, let's just bail out. They make it to the gas station with, uh, you know, some some issues. And then he lights the car on fire, but it takes forever. Not just his car. Listen, Nathan. But an adjacent car, too. created a flamethrower. <laughs> 
<laughs> out of a gas pump. <laughs> MacGyver. You got to take advantage MacGyver. of that MacGyver. Uh, he's like, this is way I'd too I'd be cool. writing my name on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> the cops are showing up. I'm just like, hold on. Hold on. Hold on, G.I. <laughs> the dead president. We don't have time for cursing, <laughs> Jack. And the rest of the surf gang is in the car. It's like, what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> but he, he then... Catches on, gets caught on fire a little bit, and uh, the chase well, only is- after Utah like rolled him through the gasoline, yeah. yeah. And but the the chase that ensues after that, where they're running through the houses, through, yeah. through literally through yeah, people's through houses, it should have started with the um, the banjo music from Raising Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when the one woman like Perfect straight banjo. up comes <laughs> at him with the broom. Get the fuck out of this house. Patrick She's Swayze so throws a dog at Johnny Utah yes. at one point. I don't know how that dog went from like the most cuddliest pit bull, like, oh, what's up, buddy? Until like, okay, ready? I'm gonna attack. I'm gonna throw you. <laughs> You're gonna like attack. Oh, Jesus Christ. I do love the fact that Utah like crashed right through the sliding glass door. Not even I mean it's like it's like it's like a bird. Hitting a sliding <laughs> He <laughs> slams boom. through it. Slams right through it. Uh, we found these pit bulls in the forest. <laughs> Where did he get this dog? Johnny Utah. <laughs> Bungle cut. Uh, Bunko! <laughs> uh, oh, surfers. Tatanka. Tatanka. <laughs> You better hurry up burning the cars at the gas station with your flamethrower. I'm in Dutch with the wife. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And he finally uh, takes a leap down into the canals and just lands right on the knee knee to make it go pop. His Achilles knee. His Achilles knee. Was it twice that 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 screws him in this movie? Yeah, Once then and then once at the very end. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that knee. Oh, that knee again. when it happens, like, He's not surprised, he, or he acts surprised, like, no, 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 <laughs> stupid knee, damn you knee, <laughs> always messing it up. The, the, the iconic moment of the two of them. The hot fuzz moment. Yes. Yep. Uh, holding, firing your gun up in the air and saying, "R." Have you ever seen Point Break? No. Amazing bit in Point Break where they jump over fences. Is that not? 29. That is why he's just robbed this bank. Keanu Reeves is chasing him through people's gardens. And he goes to shoot Swayze, but he can't because he loves him so much. And he's firing his gun up in the air. He's like, oh. Have ever fired your gun up in the air and gone, ah? No, I have not ever fired my gun up in the air and gone, ah. I love Hot Fuzz. It's okay. We can can glorify it just for for Mm. a second. It's amazing. You just have to bring a cake to the next podcast. Oh. I hope you like Chunky Monkey. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I've been around the, around the office a few times. <laughs> I love that movie so much. Uh, what do you want me to do? Go through the whole phone book with Aaron A. Aronson. <laughs> Yarp. <laughs> Did you guys find anything? Yes. I looked at my watch and noticed it was seven o'clock and I'm not at the pub. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say? He says, edge is edge. <laughs> Everybody in their mum. <laughs> you got a you got a mustache. Yeah, yeah, I know. I got a. Mu- <laughs> no, that that should have been Gary Busey in the chase. Like you see, <sighs> you see uh, Patrick Swayze and Keanu Reeves like flip kicking over walls, and Gary Busey just falls through a fence. <laughs> 
That is true. Like Busey just yeah. Okay, like I guess I'm out. Like that's gonna a be a physical scene. No, Busey I'm, I'm doesn't not. do physical scenes. I jump on desk. That's it. That's where Gary Busey's been the entire time. He's been in the little village of in Hot Fuzz, and he's been the neighborhood watch guy. He's gonna come down from from the upstairs, and he's all like surfers, surfers in the Fascists! village. Yes. <laughs> uh, everyone, Hot Fuzz is a great movie. It's uh, so good. And so, yeah, go watch it. There's uh, a loose reference to Point Break, so loose, that's why we're loose on reference. It. <laughs> so I think the cheesiest scene for me was when they go on the last skydive, or no, it, yeah, it uh, is, it, well, yes. not the last, but the second last skydive, where it's like the the gangs together with their they the form circle, the almost completely like, come on, little boy, come on. Join the circle. Which, Which first on. time skydiving. They don't explain how he knows how to like streamline his body. He's Johnny fucking Utah. <laughs> Ohio State quarterback. He lost his shot. Top 2% Some, in 20. Some punk quarterback. Punk. <laughs> Goddamn Buckeyes. Not only does that though. Maybe that's the secret. Everyone has to sleep with Tyler and they know how to streamline their bodies. I would hope so because there's not much else besides that. I mean, he jumps out. This is crazy. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. You've never done this before. People have to like tandem jump like 12 times, like before they are even allowed to possibly do it by themselves. Though if, if, if I had landed and they showed me a video of Lori Petty being held and they're like you gotta do this with us or she's gonna die I'd be like wait the girl that I just slept with um, once <laughs> oh twice twice twice, twice. twice. okay mm, I mm, was ghosting invented yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my <laughs> Swayze would know Swayze, Swayze, would know. Swayze was actually not Tank in girl. the chase scene because he was off in Europe uh, doing you know publicity for a ghost yeah he was that was a stunt that was a stunt double <sighs> but them eyes but them eyes <laughs> You could see, you could, I saw in his face and I took it from him from the, the battlefield. Yeah. They should have replaced the kid behind the register at the surf shop with Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> what? Wait, what? Glad you're getting it. So, so late in life. I don't know. Oh, that was, that'd be her undercover for Sister Act. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I can't do this. I'm sorry. This is fine for covering a little bulge, but now I've got holster hips. People wish to kill you. Anyone who's met you, I imagine. Wow, we are doing some major mashups here. Some origin stories I never even thought about. It is a mash. That's a monster <laughs> mash. Oh, uh, Whoopi Goldberg. Okay, all right. Well, um, are we are we ready? Well, I mean, we we almost get the ending of it. Yeah. Oh, that's true. That's true. Uh, they gotta, you know. Which is a very they well, do the land. Ending, the ending kind of shits out, just like <laughs> just, just like dances wolves. Like it's great, and then <laughs> hey, it PS, shits out. It, this movie's wrapped up. We've yeah. gone past. So they skydive. They've you know they folly onto the next bank robbery. People die. You know he's forced into it. Has to track him down. Which that is awkward as hell. I do. I do love you the have pilot. To, like ninety nine percent. He would have just arrested his ass. He would have uncuffed him and be like, all right, go. And then when he throws the, the mask down in front of him, it's like, oh, come on. Do you know how long it took me to find this mask? Do something, bro. And, and if Bodhi hadn't spent like half an hour brooding in front of the waves like Gandalf, he, he could have been out there and done it already for crying out loud. Nathan, Nathan and I were laughing earlier when I was talking about, I love the pilot that's supposed to take him to Mexico. I love the pilot coming out going like, I'm not taking him to Mexico. 
go, get the fuck back on that plane. Oh, well, I never thought hey, of it that oh, way. You, you got it. All right, I'm in. <laughs> and then Busey's MacGuffin death, where he's just like, oh, I'll have to go after him now. <laughs> Why is he not wearing a bulletproof vest? Because he's fucking Busey. And it, where was the guy in the back? He didn't wear a helmet. He didn't wear a bulletproof vest. <laughs> and like, Angelo, no, don't shoot. They have Tyler. Who yeah. the hell is Tyler? Like, what? what? You mean your little bitch right back? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Wrong, wrong movie. I was in a motorcycle accident. Get your hands off me. <laughs> sorry. You better not be picking up babes, Utah. <laughs> my incisor, my molar playing patty cake. Hold on a second. <laughs> But yeah, he takes two deep shots and then, but is able to kill one of them, Roach or the he, other one. So he gave him like a killing blow, but the other guy still had, you know, the ability to like raise his gun and shoot him in the back again, which if he was like that dying, I don't know. I mean, I, I would hope that he could still handle the shotgun. Obviously, he did to shoot yeah, Busey in the, the back. Keanu I, dick move yeah. in the airplane like, you're cold because all your blood's running out of you on the <laughs> yeah. floor. Thanks. Thanks uh, for the uh, captain. Obvious. I love Swayze. He's just scared. I'm like, yeah, I'm scared because I'm going to be next to a corpse in a few moments. <laughs> he should have taken the corpse out of the plane with him on his jump and then used the corpse as like a battering ram. Well, the first guy jumped first, though. Still could use him as a battering <laughs> ram. He could catch up to him. Or like or, a guided missile, like you get him in the trajectory and trajectory. Oh, uh, yeah, like he probably would have, he wouldn't have been able to like terminal velocity down to him right. and get to him. Yeah, but they had yeah. already kicked him out of the plane. Yeah, yeah. They had already yeah. kicked him out of the plane. The bad use of a corpse. Even even when... Why know, did Brody not just kill Utah, right. though? What, like, just, uh, hey, Utah, guess what? You're going out the plane and just, like, pushes you know him what out. It, I, think, I think it's the mutual respect because he didn't shoot him during the chase. Oh, see? Yeah. And, see? and he even said to him, he's all like, I know you want me so bad. It's like acid in your mouth. Awkward. <laughs> <laughs> but even, no when, even when Utah jumps out, like I said to you, I'm like, what is keeping that pilot from taking the rest of their shit to Mexico? Nothing. <laughs> well, I, I like his little psych-up moment payments. where he's in the plane and, and Bodie's already jumped down and he's like, oh, and he's like banging the side of the plane like, we know you're going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Just fucking do it at this point. The pilot's like, don't be a pussy. <laughs> and then, Jump out of the plane. And then Peter's out. Uh, his, his knee goes out. Oh, talk about that knee, buddy. And then he, then Bodhi gets away with the money and Laura Petty's like, oh, my, my one night stand has come back for me. My knight in shiny armor. Yeah. And then no in between on whether or not he's even with the FBI anymore or he's or just how like, they got back. maybe that's when he became John Wick and uh, he's just like. <laughs> Became oh. a vigilante at this point, like, I gotta check this box off. Or he's like, fucking uh, Scarlett Johansson from the Avengers. Like, I got some red in my ledger. Mm. I gotta get it off. Boom. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I maybe. So I'm good at that since origin stories. He was a surfer before that. That's, and then he, yeah. then he gets a dog. And then maybe dog Laura Petty <laughs> was his wife that died of cancer. <gasps> it's not, though. It's we, not. Saw the yeah, video. we saw the video. We saw it. Segmontes? Segmontes. All right, for our first segment, we have punk quarterback punk. Hmm. Uh, so, uh, who is someone? No, right? <laughs> this blue light specials, yeah, blue. <laughs> who is someone that you were paired with that at first it was the worst possible pairing, but then it turned out to actually work out pretty great. So, I mean, my, mine's not really something that's like super like an entertaining story, but like when I was in college and doing you know my different uh, theater classes. 
that I had to take, we would often have to do scene work with other people. And one of them was for like a really big grade. And I got paired with this girl who was like completely raw. Like she didn't really know how to do acting, but she needed like the arts credit and stuff. And uh, she wanted to like major in like childhood education. So she wanted to get like some acting down and how to like you know, okay. improv and act with kids and stuff. And it was, it was really rough, like right at the beginning with her doing scenes and stuff. But eventually, like it, it I mean, it, it came together. Did and you mold her like a ghost Patrick Swayze? Just, whoa, my, yeah, I just drew behind. Oh, oh, Jack. Did you just drop something on my floor? The, I hope that doesn't explode. <laughs> Still good. I dropped a beer. <laughs> Party pal. I thought I could sneak away during your, your, your story. Yeah. I mean, it didn't bust open. That was, I mean, that was, that was really it. Just nothing, nothing like super but it went well. amazing. I mean, it, it eventually turned out well. And I was actually really, really happy that we, we did the scene work. And yeah. Well, my, uh, my pair up is a, is a little shout out to my swamper from firefighting. His nickname was Clover, uh, Mac. And our team was called Pull Cord Fine Modoc. That hmm. was our, uh, our saw team nickname. And we, uh, it's a, Modoc was another fire crew that we were told that we were going to, tie into their line and like they were coming to us and we were going to them and we never got to them fuck so, that clover and i and don't play that game and so and clover <laughs> clover is this little aztec guy and i'm obviously this tall skinny um, you know skinny white guy and at the time i swear i was skinny and just we were did you random. grease up your beard during the fire grease so me up woman wouldn't, you wouldn't catch <laughs> uh no it, there was enough dirt and soot in there that it was completely like fire resistant so mm-hmm. i was i was mm-hmm. good to go mm-hmm. but we were just a very odd pair uh, when we would stand next to each other and get pictures. It was just a very awkward pairing, but we were great, great friends because of it, and it worked out well. I'd have to say Cody. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes sense. Yeah, so, and you know what? That I am so intrigued now. Uh, so uh, I got to Bakersfield in 2008, and I really just wanted to play some Dungeons & Dragons or something along those lines. So I started a meetup group in bakersfield for gamers and it's it was you've met tj yes it mm-hmm, was mm-hmm. Oh, the first meeting was over at tj's house for the second meeting and uh brian and, and cody showed up and to this day nathan at your wedding i remember going to the bar and getting a drink and meeting a guy who was up at the bar and he's like oh how do you know the the groom and i was like oh well this, that, and the other thing, and we figured out that we both knew Brian, and I was like, oh, so you know Cody, and he's like, yeah, that fucking asshole. <laughs> like, I have never met wow. anybody who is not been in the group, who is just removed from the group, that has said <laughs> nice things about Cody, and Cody is sort of like, um, like cultural delicacies, he's like a natto like the Japanese mm-hmm. fermented soybean or, or the Nordic surstrumming, like the fermented fish or durian, the fruit. Mm. Okay. Like for most people, I think they, he's a bit too abrasive. He's, uh, he's our resident asshole, but he, it's an elected, it's position. an elected position. I think you have to read him like kind of like double Dutch and know when to go in, if at all. Because there's times when he's spinning so fast that he's doing his own thing that you can't jump into that jump right. rope. But then there is those times when you can jump in and be in sync with him, but you can get tripped up very easily. Mm. So I've had some of the most insightful conversations with him. I've had some of the most infuriating conversations with him. Right. Uh, So (laughs) it was one of those things where I never thought it would work out, but it did. It's good. I think that's that's a really, I really, I really like that answer because I I know that I I can definitely relate to it. (laughs) 
Yeah. And he won't be like, asshole, you talk shit about me. You're like, no, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. You tell him to. Like, I mean, he will. He'll look He'll look around. He's all like, well, I can't argue with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's got I a think point. I'm sweet. What are you talking about? <laughs> I, I think I'm rather nice. <laughs> Our next segment. Oh, any, any honorable mentions? No. No. I had a roommate in, in college, Corey Myers, and we were a very unlikely pair because he was uh, introvert and extrovert and just that... One doesn't, extrovert, one doesn't talk and the other one does. And uh, yeah, we were, that was kind of weird. But uh, the next segment is Utah. Give me two. <laughs> <laughs> we all obviously love food. Uh, if you haven't listened to our podcast before, I encourage you to go back and listen to some of any of our podcasts and we will be talking about food at some point mm-hmm. because we love food. Hence, uh, Jack and his case meats. Jack and his case meets occasionally sending us uh, food porn yes. you know, via text message. So I, I got some, uh, there's a local store called Sprouts. It's like mm-hmm. a, not quite a Whole Foods. It wants to be a Whole Foods. But I went and I got some uh, boar's head lunch meat to make sandwiches to take on my drive on Friday. And I noticed that they have uh, Usinger's Bratwurst and they've got Artisan Sauerkraut. And for most of those things, people are like, yeah, it's fucking sausages and sauerkraut. <laughs> But I'm like, this weekend, I'm gonna get, one man, I'm going to get that bratwurst. I'm going to wrap it up in some dough. I'm going to sprinkle that, that goddamn sauerkraut in there with some cheese. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> he was one man against the world. <laughs> the world turned its back on the sauerkraut, but he wouldn't. <laughs> they say that every dog has his day. <laughs> <laughs> He's making a full on 90s. <laughs> <laughs> yes, trailer. All right, so, oh, yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, we all love food, obviously. And Angelo has a spot where they have awesome meatball sandwiches. Uh, what is a place that you have had the best blank or just something that you love that you definitely have to have Utah get you do of? So in my hometown, it's it's taken off in popularity recently, but it's Bill's Donuts. And it mm. was the local donut shop. And it, I, I was in a suburb of center or a suburb of Dayton, Ohio. So I was in Centerville, and Bill's Donuts was open 24 hours because they would catch people getting off of third shift and people going in early. And it was the only thing that was really open at that time where you could get a cup of coffee and, and a snack. Uh, so I spent most of my high school years where I'd be like, "Mom, I'm going to Bill's." <laughs> brooding over coffee and cigarettes because you could still smoke in there up until like the mid 2000s and reading like wheel of time books and uh some of the uh game of thrones books before that those became popular like just sort of brooding there like look at me and want attention no i don't want attention (laughs) but i do want attention and they've got uh their donuts are Bar none. Amazing. But they're blueberry donuts. Frosted blueberry Ooh. cake donuts are out of this world, dipped in the coffee, and it has actual, like, blueberries blueberry. in it. Because most of the time, you, it's, I it feel like they just drop blueberry dye. Or they drop dye into the donuts. Like, there's fucking chunks of blueberry in there. Nice. Delicious. So, it would be that. My honorable mention is uh, Marion's Pizza, which is a Dayton staple. And it's one of those places that was cash only. Up until mm-hmm. like last year. And you would go in, order a pizza, they'd call your number, and it, the place would pack out. So if you wanted to go there on a Friday night, you had to get there early or, or the place would just be completely nuts. And they had like the little coin-op arcade games and you know, adults nice. could get the beverages. But yeah, Marion's Pizza, which they're cut into little tiny squares. 
and you could eat like half a pizza and just not realize because they're just you're just they're like you're one biting these these little Ooh. slices. They're I feel like delicious. no one does that really. Like yeah, yeah like little. I mean, Cubbies does. Like kind of bigger squares, but like doing small like pizza bite squares. Yeah, yeah. no, like you can one bite these. These are nice. maybe like one to one and a half, two inches square. That's I like it. it. Yeah, interesting. Like it. So those that those two places. My place is uh, Hungry Ninja in Santa Clarita. For a while, they only served it in like just one size. You couldn't like do it in any other size. But they're the number six, which is chicken and beef. And it's a lot like the Japanese place we have in the mall, except their sauce is really, really good. And w- now when I go there, I still get a large. Um, <laughs> oh, Yobogoya! Uh, but uh, but I, I, I still will get, if I can, two. Because even though I can't eat both at the same time, right? I will definitely take one home. Oh, yeah. And I don't even care if I have it in the fridge and it like all the the rice kind of coagulates with the the sauce and the meat and it gets oh I don't care I'll eat it cold I'll eat it hot it doesn't <laughs> matter I eat anything pretty much cold it doesn't matter it's amazing Hungry Ninja Santa Clarita definitely check it out. No, I, I really gave thought to listing Jack as my place of reference. <laughs> <laughs> anything he makes, Any, anything that Jack makes, just make it too. So to go off of the uh, like the Italian kick, uh, Ital- uh, Joseph's Italian uh, restaurant here in town makes amazing calzones. Mm. And when I went there one time with my friend Michael, we both ordered a calzone, and we were thinking like, oh, you know, we're uh, we're pretty hungry. Let's and they go they go small, medium, and large, and we each ordered a medium. And it's our first time both being there because we just heard like amazing calzones. The people across from us get their food and we're looking over and they just have this massive calzone in front of them each. Like just this, like, you know, almost like a, like a serving platter, like, you know, one and a half footballs long. And we look at each other going like, oh my God, thank God we didn't order a large each because that is just horrible. That's that so much food. Medium. That's so much food. And we go to the, and we look at Carla the Carla was the prom queen. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Well, uh, that backfired. Uh, those are we, the smalls. We look at the waiter when he's coming back and giving us water and we're like, oh my gosh, we're so happy that we didn't order like a large because we just saw them get their calzones and those things are huge. Thank God we only ordered mediums. And he looks at us and he says, "Uh, gentlemen, those are the small. And so so we look at each other like, oh my God, this is horrible. So I would definitely order a calzone. Give me two, but small. (laughs) Because they would probably, two smalls would like equal one large. I was scared to see a large. Honestly, I I my reaction would have been the hot fudge reaction gift where he's slotting shotgun rounds and just goes, that's a shame. (laughs) You're on the fucking chain. Brilliant. And uh, and an honorable mention, there's a a place here in town called La Fonda's, and it has some of the best menudo that I've ever had. Mm. I I can't do menudo. It's a it's a it's a texture thing. No, and I get Uh, the tripe. Really? I get it. I get it. But I mean, it's Pizzoli I'm good with, but menudo with the tripe. And, so and, like, and you're good with homily, like you're good with everything? Yeah, everything else. It's so just, just the tripe. Just, just the tripe. Just the tripe. Mm. The wow. Yeah. They, they have an interesting deal where, and I think it's normally it's like Sundays. Meat, meat gum. <laughs> like meat bubble <laughs> do you gum. Not like, do you not like, like really meat gum? Uh, like fatty meat? Like brisket? Brisket? I, was like, well, I think brisket. Yes, brisket. Yes, but yeah. like. I think that's a different, it's a much but, different texture though. But I'm not chewing though, on sure. a piece of brisket for like five fucking minutes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's true. They have a deal on like, I think it's maybe one Sunday a month where you're allowed to come in 
and they will fill whatever container you bring with menudo. Okay. And you just pay challenge whatever, accepted. You pay whatever the cost is that it would you know equate to the weight. You can of, challenge accepted. You, you can get food quality five gallon buckets because I've brewed in them from Home Depot and they are cheap. Uh, yeah, bring it on. It's like you bring it home. Brooks looking at you. What is that? And you're like menudo for a month. <laughs> Twenty pounds of menudo. <laughs> can't eat that. All right, well, then I will. I told you to get groceries for the week. I just yes, did. did. You're welcome. That would be the response. We can't eat that. I didn't say it was for you. <laughs> uh, uh, for our third segment, we are doing... Why are we going to the vault? We never go to the vault. Just do it. Now, uh, Nixon gets blindsided when they're performing the last bank job uh, when, when Bodie's just like, yeah, go to the vault. Well... Uh, we never go to the vault. Uh, what is something that you were comfortable with doing until you had to be out of your comfort zone and had to figure it out on the fly? And how did that turn out? Uh, during raft guiding, I went quite a long time without ever flipping the boat. I never, I didn't lose a, a client. Uh, you know, I just did well until the moment when it did flip. And I had four Asians fly into me. Um, <laughs> It, it, they were in my boat. It, it, you didn't call them Orientals. I'm happy. <laughs> He's not my father. They're, yeah, no, they're, they're great people. I don't. What are you talking about? Uh, Telling you their ethnicity. Weird. Okay. Anyways, uh, I'm white. What is? Is there something wrong? The, the term Asian. I didn't. I didn't call them Oriental. Didn't I call am, them yellow. I like four almond-eyed what? people. <laughs> Jesus. I'm sorry. I'm Should sorry. I just start this over? Like, no. what is going no. on? No. <laughs> just go. No. <laughs> okay. Anyways, I I find them falling into me as the boat is uh, what we call dump trucking, um, where the boat f- goes upright. And, Does it make a beeping sound? Uh, beep, in, beep. in slow motion in your head, you can it hear does. it as the waves push your boat up like it's nothing. And Good. God says, uh, everyone out. <laughs> And I flew back out of the boat, and when I came up out of the water, I looked around, and I found the boat uh, still cruising through the rest of the rapids, and I start to swim towards the boat, and a woman grabs me and raccoon holds onto me, (laughs) screaming into my ear, and I'm screaming at the boat, uh, and this is the moment where I was like, oh, I am not, I'm a fish out of water, like opposite mm, but you're in the water but i'm in the water because mm. I've, I've never been in this like emergency situation before and i'm screaming at the boat to bring the boat to me i said forward paddle forward paddle because that means everyone start paddling towards me and a gentleman grabs the paddle and throws it to me thinking that i'm asking him for me to th- forward hit me a paddle <laughs> so, so you've got a woman clinging for dear life onto you and some asshole is just throwing a paddle throws at you paddle like, it. here you go, you go. And I say, no, 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 bring the boat, forward paddle, forward paddle, more miscommunication, another paddle comes to me. (laughs) So you built your own raft (laughs) out of discarded paddles from the other one. So I finally, I I, I finally am getting to the boat enough through the rapids and I get in, I bring the woman in and I just hear a, like, like the grandmother in the front of the boat pointing like, I, I, like, look over oh, and, like, no. I see her just kind of, like, mo- motioning with her mouth, oh, like, no. uh, somebody. And so I wall kick off of each thwart on the boat and I grab down. I don't know what I'm grabbing. I just grab the kid. Oh, there, there's a child from a different boat. <laughs> oh, gone. <laughs> and I bring him into my boat. 
And then I get us to the shore and hyperventilating and very scared. And they are all just looking at me like, was that supposed to happen? I'm like, no, that was horrible. That was the worst trip I've ever done. And they're just kind of like, okay, thank you. That was good. But yeah, that was my, uh, oof, uh, this is not going according to plan. Hmm. Mine was public speaking. So Jack in public speaking, really? Yeah. yeah. So fourth grade. You know, oh, okay, we're going way back. All right, yeah, I, like, yeah, wait, wait. Yeah. Uh, I know Jack. You know, uh, you know, given book reports and all that stuff, I was fine with. But fourth grade, we had to do a class-wide play, mandatory. Hmm. All three classes in the fourth grade, and it was called "Of Mice and Mozart." <laughs> and basically, was, it was about Mozart and his si- and and his sister and his parents and their menagerie of pets. They had like three dogs and two cats and a cage full of bird. I think they had an aquarium of goldfish. So <clears throat> I don't know who made the decision. I don't remember the auditions, but there were parts given where there were speaking parts throughout the play. And then whoever they didn't think could cut it got put into the mice course. You're going to be a it, tree. It basically, <laughs> there, was, there was the stage and then all the mice were dressed up as mice. And they were sitting on the stairs leading up to the stage and to advance the story or to eat up time while they were changing the set, they would have each mice get up and stand and give like two sentences of dialogue. And I got up at my point and my dialogue had something to do with how Mozart was poor. He wasn't paid with money. He was only given trinkets and baubles by the kings and statesmen that he performed for and i flubbed the fuck out i'm already cringing thinking of what he could say (laughs) flubbed the fuck out of this line and like audibly like i had a microphone that was handed to me audibly like (laughs) gulped and and, (laughs) and, and froze at one point for for 20 minutes and from then on for 20 well, not 20, okay. no, for 20 <laughs> seconds, but but like froze just like staring out at the audience until I got to my 30s and I had to give presentations like research findings, presentations to groups of, of doctors and other colleagues. And I had to like get over that. So now I'm able to speak fine. I have like five minutes of, oh, my God, I'm going to die. And then as soon as I, I start getting the words out. It's it's okay again, but uh, it all goes back to a fucking you, mites and Mozart. Did you do your line, or did you just pass the mic? No, it got out, but it it took its fucking time getting there. <laughs> did the, <laughs> I feel and, like and I, I don't remember the exact line. I just know that three words are in it: trinkets and baubles. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if that happened now, the entire place would like stand up and clap for you and you'd feel much better and you'd be like no no no, give it back i'm doing the rest of this whole thing like yeah i'm good now but and my crush was this curly headed girl named Brittany ryer who was oh. playing one of the dogs and like i could hear the the giggling when i was like the trick is trinkets and bubbles trinkets and Bobbles. Brittany, if you're listening to this, Jack is awesome now he's engaged he's off the market so sorry but uh yeah you missed out. Yeah. Tough shit. Sorry, bro. Yeah. Good luck. Hope you're, uh, you know, Patrick Swayze uh, lookalike. Uh. <laughs> oh, Jack, do you like this piece by Mozart? No. no. I prefer Brahms or Beethoven. Not Mozart. Trinkets and bottles. His magic flute can go eat a dick. No. Uh, hmm. I'm sorry you had to experience that. <laughs> it's, it's all right. It's all right. Three. All right. So... 
to kind of go off of the you know story of performance. So this is something is probably like one of the more this awkward is, moments. Performance anxiety. No, it's not performance anxiety. <laughs> I already did performance anxiety. Fuck off. <laughs> so I was in a play that it was a very it was a late night show. If you were coming to the show, you were obviously an adult. Or if for some reason your parent brought you, like, you definitely had to have permission to, to be in the show. Because it was, you know, one that involved either, like, touchy topics, there was some language in the show, and in particular this one, it had some nudity. Well. Whoa. So, so it Wait. was a stage play. So it was a stage play. And initially, like, I auditioned for the play. My very good friend Eric was doing the show. And I was, I was actually really excited for, you know, to be in a show where he was directing. And when it came down to it, it was, it was like a three-person show. And so what it came down to is that it was a show where uh, two women were being held in basically like a containment center, essentially, and they were being separated from the outside world. They only had like very little contact. It was this random, you know, very oppressive, like totalitarian kind of ruling like society. Post-apocalyptic? Or Not like- necessarily post-apocalyptic, but they were like keeping people separated and very isolated from the outside world and then torturing them because they were like being held in this facility. Well, I get cast as the guard, this very like domineering asshole, asshole, perverted guard. So as a very awkward moment for me, and the lighting is like incredibly dark in this show. And so my character. So you're a porn stash. (laughs) (laughs) You're a porn stash from Orange is the New Black. (laughs) Lee Schreiber's brother. That's right. Yes. He was in the wire. (laughs) It was a really uncomfortable kind of like thing when I was finally like made aware of what of what like the character had to do. He had to basically like when when he comes into the scene, he takes a he takes a flashlight and he like shines it on the two women, which then he forces them to like undress while he pleasures himself. So like in front of an audience, I had to like fake pleasure myself. (laughs) Like, you know, Right? Right? It was so awkward. This is like finding out you have to play the Nazi in Cabaret. You're like, wait, my character's a Nazi? I have to play the Nazi? No. Please tell me there was a guy standing off stage going... (laughs) (laughs) No. I mean, it was very... (laughs) Stop that. (laughs) Breathing into your microphone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he's not making that sound effect with his hands. So So it was... It was a very, very awkward scene. Like to do, especially because like it's it's so it's it's like two friends of mine that are like having to be forced to be undressed. I have to act like you know I'm fondling myself with my hand down my pants. Good and acting, then, Drew. Good acting. No, no. It, okay, but then like after it's all over, like we have to you know the cast usually Please stands around. Your parents were in the audience at some point. They were like, Drew, that was very edgy. Okay, that was kind of edgy, but I liked it. You know the what? show okay. must go on. Jesus, no. Oh, I did Rocky Horror Picture Show for eight years. I would rather my parents come see. Rocky Horror Picture Show <laughs> than to come to the... I forbid them to sh- to see this play. And so even, like, after, like, the show is done, you know, the, the cast members go out into the lobby and, like, you know, we meet the audience as they come by. And we just comes up and spits hands. on you. <laughs> oh, dude, I had a woman who I know very well. Like, she came up to me and she's like, I would never let you near my daughter. And then she walked away. <laughs> and I was just like, okay. You know, did I do the good job because <laughs> acting? <laughs> and I even, I even asked my friend Eric, who was director, I said, like, why did you cast me in this? Like this is this is so not me. And it's he like said, a like, Barry moment. And he, <laughs> I was just I was that's all I was thinking of. And all he looked at me and said, he said, like, well, I knew you could do it. And I knew that, you know, you could go beyond your comfort zone. 
Oh, wow. And I mean, it's not like a deep, dark secret. It literally had a performance that people could go see. But this happened quite a few years ago. That's is like, there any video evidence? No, <laughs> there is, is like, no video evidence of this. This is like the equivalent of certain. Yes. There is no video. I am very certain of this. I doubt it. Is I there a there dollar value? All right. Uh, this is a broadcast <laughs> going out to the people. No! If somebody has cell phone or handy cam footage oh, yeah. of Drew There's not. in this production. There's not. Uh, please send it to... Uh, I- Guarantee real feel real feels podcast. This is the uh the director of Gardens of the Galaxy's like ten year old tweets. This is what's gonna serve us up for Drew is this video that he's like, I was acting. What are you talking about? I can't do anything. No, I know, yeah. but that's great. You like Drew meets wow. here's my charcuterie board. <laughs> Wow. Well, that's uh Yeah. See, this is where I was texting you guys and I'm like, I don't know if I want to share this. But then I thought about it and I'm like, this is public knowledge, yeah. technically. So whatever. It's all good. Everyone has a past. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, woo, woo, woo. We have a surprise segment. Surprise. <laughs> uh, this segment's called Not the Dog. <laughs> Special shout out to Anna. In Thank a you. Fo- in a f- uh, foot pursuit scene, what household pet would, your, would you attack your hunter with? <laughs> and conservatively, what would you hate to be attacked with? I would throw a cat. I would throw a cat at somebody because... I mean, out of out of like any household, you know, pets, I think that would probably be the more damaging because I think the more that you try to like wrestle with a cat to get off you, they're they're clinging. Yeah. Yeah. So I would not throw the cat. I would <laughs> grab two cats by the tail and use them like <laughs> nunchucks. Okay. Try to get the f- claw factor. Get them oh up, up, up under the armpits and like back around. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What I would not like to be attacked with is if somebody grabbed some some tropical birds and used them as like <laughs> ninja darts <laughs> or throwing stars, and I it like you know you you hit them away with like your shotgun or your hand or whatever. And I feel like they could throw them like model planes, like like maybe hold them right under the belly and just like maybe. launch them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think those would be my two, but it would definitely be cat nunchucks that I would use. Okay. Uh, and then it would be uh, long-nosed birds that I would mm. want to avoid. Things I would not want to be attacked by. I know people who actually have skunks as pets. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. So definitely don't want to be attacked uh, by a skunk. That's like a washing machine that's a nuclear bomb. Like, why would you? Like, why have that? Like, you're just it's, it's just so efficient. <laughs> <laughs> it's an efficient machine. <laughs> It's Chernobyl in a box. It oh, works. Jesus. Uh, so my uh, my animal is obviously like the only pet that we have. But uh, I honestly, I went through Dude, baby cage. Baby is a deadly it's weapon. A deadly, deadly. Baby, she's weapon. got several confirmed kills. Uh, and and her nickname is Yubitsa, which is Russian for killer, because uh, she. <laughs> Bobiaga, kid. Bobiaga, Solenia. She is. Uh, she's a confirmed killer of uh, of, of two cats. <laughs> Neighborhood cats, <laughs> and I would feel very confident if I lock loaded that dog and threw her at someone. I agree. Especially I agree. if the person had somewhat of like a Kate, uh, a dog, a cat type face. Boom, mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. done. And for the people at home, uh, Nathan's dog, baby Kate, can be very sweet, but she's a also land shark. She's also a bit of a gold gold digger <laughs> because I used to come over to Nathan's on almost a weekly basis yeah. to play Dungeons and Dragons and she would be very happy if I showed up with slacks and a button up shirt 
But uh, if you were casual, in, but if I changed after work and I showed up in just like shorts and t-shirts, like she, she was like, you. "No, no, I'm not about this." Uh, the the uh, the thing that I would not find good if it was thrown at me. <laughs> this is a little bit ridiculous. A spider lay necklace. So if spiders were all together as like a lay, like a Hawaiian lay. <laughs> I would flip out. Oh, like the daddy long leg, like ball. Oh, just tarantula. <laughs> and like, I mean, just they all just are holding, you know, at least one hand. I, th- I think my honorable mention would be one of those spiders that after it lays its eggs and they hatch, they all. Oh, they're all crawling the on the spider. Mother. It's like a spider frag grenade. <laughs> like you get like hit the by the mama spider. Right. And it's just like the video of the guy, like you know, hitting the spider with the uh, with the broom, and then they move it up, and you just see all the babies run everywhere. Yeah, no, that's uh, I hate spiders. scramble. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. So, um, what would you guys give this movie, though? I mean, I, I know this is your first time, Drew. So let's it is start my, with you. It is my first time. What would you rate this movie? So after watching it a uh, a few times, and you know, first time through. Second time through, you know, examining a little more. Third time through, definitely kind of like I can move it about the house, you know, have it be the background movie. Uh, I would give it 3.5 out of 5 jumpers. All right. Okay. Check. So, So Buddha sat under the ficus tree uh, for 49 days. For Bodhi, I'd sit for 28 uh, or about 4 out of 7 weeks. So, I give it a 4 out of 7. It's it's great on the first watch, but honestly, they should have just nixed point break and called this movie surf cop yes yeah but besides that in a watch that happens after many years it's very entertaining very. but when you get into that second watch within the first week you're like oh or petty they could have found something <laughs> <laughs> so i'm actually going to give this based on my watches which was four and uh, some change out of five i love this movie uh, it it is a great example of of classic '90s action America. Chili dog, yeah, just chili, like you said, chili dog. It's the background movie that I and not all the times I was sitting there watching it, going, "Man, what a phenomenal movie!" <laughs> I wasn't no ho hanky this. What a phenomenal movie. Love it. Love Tubaca. <laughs> Utah, get me too. Bobcas. Maybe a submarine sandwich. <laughs> Meatball. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> I. I like this movie a lot. Uh, it plays a very good role in the background. If I'm just, uh, if I'm playing a video game or if I'm just relaxing, it's great. I love it. Uh, it has a lot of wonderful memories and, uh, I'm glad I got to like pick this for my heist film. There was quite a few that I watched that I was like, meh, it's, they're good. But I think this one kind of just carried enough of itself that I felt like. It was a good choice. You know what it makes me want to watch? Cliffhanger. Hmm. Okay. I thought you were going to say Under Siege. And I'm no, like, no, God, no, no. okay, we're, we're, right, we're, Okay. It, but it was the same. Don't watch it, Under it was, Siege. You know, it's like the, the, the mountain climbers and the girl dies at the very beginning. And yeah. John Lithgow and, and his posse. Uh, and and uh, the one dude was, um, he was on Walking Dead. Was it Earl, the ball guy? Michael, uh, he's always got the very strained voice. Oh, um, it was, um, Michael Rooker. Yeah. 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 It's got Michael Rooker. I'm Mary Poppins. And Michael Rooker is actually <laughs> playing. Michael Rooker is playing a good guy 
for once. Oh, okay. Uh, I think this weekend. I'm gonna, Yondu is a good guy. <laughs> yes, he was. Yeah. But but I think I'm going to watch was Cliffhanger this week because yeah. I probably haven't seen that movie in like 20 years. There you go. Right. Good. Good. Good call. So, Drew, where uh, where can we be found on the nets? On the nets, the interwebs. Well, anybody can find us on Twitter at RealFeelsPod. You can send us an email at realfeelspodcast at gmail.com. Head on over to Facebook, Instagram, search uh, We're the everywhere. Real Feels Podcast. We are everywhere. And guys, it's not just, you know, Apple Podcast or Podbean. We're actually on quite a few podcatchers out there. So, you know, spread the word. Who knows what people are uh, listening to them pods on. All right. The Patreon for this is the Triple Crown. It's the Point Break Triple Crown. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So basically for $999 a month, you get three days that you can pick. And on one of these days, I will uh, have you over and uh, cook you uh, dinner and finger foods and appetizers and have uh, heady libations. Uh, Nathan, on another night, will have us over and we will play some amazing board games. Okay. And Drew will host a hours-long session of Dungeons and Dragons or Pathfinder or, mm. or whatever you like. So we can't take you on a night swim, and we're not going to jump out of a plane with you. But we can do what we do best. Wow, I feel like that's like a real like. I'm like, oh wow, okay, yeah, sustainable at nine hundred yeah. nine nine dollars. Yeah, yeah, you know, that's yeah. worth it. Seem half yeah. bad. Each event three hundred three dollars. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. It's good. So again, uh, thank you guys all so much for for coming out and listening to the Real Feels podcast. Uh, this episode about Point Break. Tune in every second Wednesday where we mm. do another film. And next week, or next two weeks, so we in, are doing in two weeks. We have my movie, which Ooh. is my genre is teen drama. Oh, joy! <laughs> awfully appropriate. Something that I see every day. <laughs> that was good. I like that. That was Teenage good. Uh, and then, uh, so from that point, a Beauty month after that, dropout. we oh. have our uh, movie with Jack for uh, Kid. We've got our kids movie. Kids ah! movie. Coming in uh, the latter half of uh, September. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then October gets a little... Uh, October gets a little spooky. We have our um, we have our splatter horror mm-hmm. with Nathan. And then uh, I'll round out the, uh, the end of October with a uh, zombie horror. Mm. And I think that we've got some Patreon or So we do have some Patreon. We yeah, have yeah. Uh, we have two Patreon picks that I'll are coming up. It. And then of course we'll do a uh, possibly another holiday special. Mm. And then towards the end of the we, uh, We've got to do another gift. Uh, I, I think so. I think another holiday Absolutely. special is uh, is in order. One of my favorite though is is Patreon. I love doing Patreon right. episodes because I like to hear what the viewers want us to see and oh, yeah. Someone at the door. Sorry, I was no. petting a cat. No. Uh, <laughs> And I, I like to to do movies that um, may or may not be things that we would watch on a normal basis. Normally watch, yeah, or that we do that we love. Equilibrium, right? Willow, I'm just <laughs> looking the forward to the next to the next grab bag. Right? Oh yeah, the next grab bag is coming. But before then, we actually do have about three open slots Could for you, anybody you, who you. wants to get on there to Patreon. Guys, $10 gets you either picking the movie that we'll assign a genre to, or you can pick a genre, and the three of us collectively will assign a movie to it. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So if you want to shape how uh, season two wraps up. Or actually, there's a there's a second Patreon for this episode. What? 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 Yeah, no, yeah, for, uh, for $50 a month, uh, Drew will come over dressed up like a prison guard <laughs> with a, with a <laughs> Magalite. Oh, my God. 
and, and command you to address while Nathan and I stand in the bushes going. Oh, I can see your hate in your eyes. <laughs> I took it from him. I took it from him. <laughs> well, everyone, that'll Nathan, do it us. Was, it was great having you here. It was so good. <laughs> I hate you uh, so much. We may or may not be in the next episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tune in next time. Uh, but until then, everyone, you guys are the realest and the feelest. Johnny fucking Utah. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Who <Both> cares? <laughs>